0: We're joined here by Jason. <laughs> I forgot Mark's name? No. You totally forgot Mark's name. <laughs> I forgot your name too. <laughs> <laughs> Tired as hell. You know, man. Yeah, you're, you're the second best cop in LA. That's funny. I hear the same thing about you. Sleep with my sister.
1: I was so drunk,
0: I honestly, I don't remember, okay? What's going on, everybody? (laughs) (laughs) Just dropped my cake pop (laughs) on the floor. Anyways, we're, we're joined by Jason, Mark... Myself and Coop with our guest host, uh, Tyler. <laughs> Howdy. Tonight, we're talking about the 1989 uh, hit Tango and Cash starring Kurt Russell and uh, Sylvester Stallone. Also, Terry Hatcher. Back to you, Jason. <laughs> All I could think about was this K pop the whole time I was talking. <laughs>
2: Gold. Uh, for for our first segment, I'm giving it back to you,
0: John, to describe the plot of the movie in one sentence. The plot of this movie is two famous cops in LA, Tango and Cash, are too successful with taking out the the, the drug dealer, uh-huh. so he puts them in a maze to keep to keep them off the trail and frames them. Yeah. Then they then they end up uh, working together and getting out of prison, and then uh, they they go after him, and they get him. (laughs) (laughs) There's a sister involved. Mm -hmm. Um, Kurt Russell, Cash wants to date her. Yeah. It's Tango's. It's Tango's sister. Yeah. So there was that involved as well. That's true.
2: Yeah. That's all. Oh, that was really great. Thank you, John. Thanks so mm-hmm. much for that. Uh, okay, next. I just kind of wanted to get uh, first impressions. What did we all think about the movie? Uh, it wasn't as good as last week's. What are you kidding me? I agree.
1: <laughs> Whoa. I think so. Th- it's interesting because we have two buddy cops. Yeah. To compare to each other. Yeah. 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 I think I do. I, th- I think the last Boy Scout was better. Yeah. Whoa. The
0: chemistry. The chemistry between uh, Kurt Russell and Sylvester Stallone was weak compared to. Damon Waynes and Bruce Willis. The one-liners were way better in the other one. The action was way better. You're kidding me. I'm not. I thought
2: this was so much better.
1: Whoa.
2: I feel like you're all why? on one side of the table looking, like, I feel really ganged up <laughs> on.
0: No, why do you think it was better? And I also had higher expectations for this one. I, mean, I had I lower too. expectations for the last That's Boy true. Scout. And the Boy Scout succeed like... Exceeded. Exceeded. I, okay it had, had a more coherent like this Last Boy Scout had a more
1: coherent story but I'm not really looking for that here's, here's why I like this one more okay
2: I feel like The Last Boy Scout that was early 90s it was kind of a holdover of a like a period of like buddy cop action movies that was dying out and so it felt kind of dated of when it was and I didn't really love Damon Wayans or Bruce Willis they were fine but I feel like this was like the height of Stallone and Kurt Russell and it was like prime late '80s buddy cop action.
1: You thought I, I, Stallone, I had so much more
2: fun in this. I thought st- it was. I thought it was a lot funnier. No,
1: Stallone was so out of character. Yes, yes. That's, that's exactly they what I was going to say. him wrong.
0: He's like, he's I like, like that. This, a he's nerdy pansy. Like yeah. Calm. No, no, no. I wouldn't some say not a buff dude. I wouldn't at all. say nerdy.
2: Haven't you met tons of guys like this where they're like. Super ripped, but just like really well put together, and they just like that's what they love about their persona. And they they spend they spend so much time on every aspect of their He's life. He's a prep. He's a prep. It was guy. very much like Jeff Winger in
0: Community. They sh- they hardly even showed his muscles. <laughs> I mean, most they, of these movies, most ass of these some really good ass shots. A shower but, scene. You know, like they don't like like in the other ones where they'll be like randomly flexing and the camera zooms in on their like huge muscles. And you wanted more of that. There that was zero. Made this a better movie. for There you? was zero of that. It, it wouldn't have made it a better movie, but it would have made it like made his character better. I just feel like there were. It was. I think altogether it was a funnier movie for well, me to watch. The, I laughed the more. The one-liners
2: were cheesy. They weren't even funny. They're yeah. just cheesy. They're That's good. Sure.
1: They're supposed to be. They're campy. I like, like that. Terrible cheesy. Uh, well, Stallone's like one-liners. He's a, he's a bad actor unless he's typecast.
2: One-liners yeah. aren't supposed to actually think like oh, what a badass. They're supposed to be like that is. Terrible. And I feel like (laughs) Kurt Russell and and Sly Stallone and this deliver those bad one liners more effectively and funnier than Bruce Willis does. No. I don't
0: see that. Not more effectively. No! Bruce Willis is the best one liner deliverer of all Guy Get get out of here. Bruce Willis is the best Uh, at (laughs) it.
1: Yeah, to me. Kurt Russell in this movie was on par with Bruce Willis, yeah. but Sylvester Stallone was really lacking. Wow, in this movie Kurt
2: Russell me. played Kurt Russell. I yeah, thought exactly. I was exactly.
1: He did. He did really well. It was yeah. the Thing performance all over again. But... I I thought I was entering this podcast in a, a group of. Like, I thought Friends. I'd be like, yes, mind, like minded yeah. people.
2: people that we could just revel in how great this movie was,
1: and just, just, well, I just a, a lot of hostility. I enjoyed the movie still. I just don't think it was as good as the last Boy Scout.
0: Same, yeah, no, yeah. John I think it was the John Furrowed His
1: Brow and was shaking
0: his head, very <laughs> upset. He's still doing it. <laughs> wow, I'm blown away. I'm truly blown away. I mean, away. I mean, like the the line uh, when they're climbing they're climbing up that, that thing I don't know what it is to get, escape the prison oh yeah the power, power lines and he's just like Are you sure you want to do this yeah I'm sure well then get moving I'm tired of looking at your butt or something like that I'm just like this is so dumb hmm. it's not even the-, the entire time they're driving around in that like they like get this really
2: souped up like what is it it's like an SUV it's a van it's like a Chevy Tahoe that's pimped
0: out yeah <laughs> no no a Chevy van not a Tahoe Cor- correction Kent <laughs> yeah <laughs>
2: so Tango and Cash they somehow get this souped up like Chevy van and they have like a guy on the other end like on a computer helping him like drive through they're driving through the villain's compound uh, explosions going off everywhere you didn't think that was a more entertaining no. action sequence than anything no. in the last Boy in, Scout in fact,
0: in fact when they show that guy with like a magnifying glass and yeah. stuff it's like oh yeah there's this total that's the nerdy guy. scientist guy that's what they look it's like it's like trying to be James Bond or something stupid it was terrible I hated that. Oh my
1: gosh. Yeah. I I know we're going to get to this. Okay. But the music was really distracting. I loved it. Really distracting. It was like, everything I wanted it, it to be. It took away from the one-liners though. Cuz like like it was hard to comprehend. It's oh, it's loud over everything. It's exactly what an 80s movie is. Counterpoint. Yeah, I okay. think it complimented the one-liners.
2: What? It was much had like the 80s like synth, but also you could see like music in the 90s was kind of weird, especially the early 90s. You could feel like like, I kept saying that a lot of the soundtrack felt like it was, like, the background music in Mario Party. I loved it. <laughs> I wanted more of it. I thought it was fantastic. I
0: mean, this was so cheesy and things. so unrealistic. Yeah, that's what I wanted. Uh, it was It was so bad. I, I know. I love, I'm not disagreeing. That's no, what I loved about it. I love cheesy. I love unrealistic. It doesn't but, sound like you do. But... The humor didn't connect. It's like they were. trying I, I feel to be like choosing. yeah, and I feel like there was no like chemistry between the characters. I really feel that. All right, here's where I think it is.
2: I think the last Boy Scout was trying to be corny and ironic, and this they. I feel like they were trying to not be very ironic, and so it was actually just kind of bad in a really fun way. The opposite. No, yeah, the no, totally
0: up. Ob- I feel oh like the writing God. was a lot better <laughs> for the last movie. I'm blown away. I'm and blown And the away. writing for this one was yeah. just lazy. I, I'm blown away that you believe the way you believe. Me. <laughs> you just want to play it, that's yeah? No, I right swear now. I'm not. I swear I'm not well, just being. A I contrarian. feel like I just watched the Ninja Turtles. Like that's a good movie. No, it's not. The 1991. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. How many times, have we, how many times have we talked
1: about the Ninja Turtles? <laughs> last time you stopped us from talking about the Ninja Turtles, John. Yeah, do you want to get us back on the <laughs> Ninja Turtles road on again? That
0: road again? I don't want to. <laughs> I am being
2: dead serious when I say I had a ball in this movie, and I thought The Last Boy Scout okay, was kind so, of mediocre. But
1: The Last Boy Scout, we talked about how good the writing was during that podcast. They had an accli- like an acclaimed writer writing it.
2: Yeah. And so and the one-liners good. were better. And okay. it was funny. Well,
1: And they were witty. To be fair...
2: That script that Shane Black wrote, they had said that was changed a lot over time. And they say the original script that he wrote was the one that people really revered and were like, was like, that was a great script.
0: Mm. I, get I thought The Last Boy Scout was fine. Perfectly fine. To your defense, <laughs> there was some interesting parts that really made me crack up. Okay, go on. Like, when they're in the prison going through the laundry chute. Yeah. And uh, there's just a big gang of guys just beating them up. And there's a guy with a big chin. And there's... <laughs> You know, they got baseball bats. Big chin guy. That yeah. alone Ugh. puts Hilarious. us above so many other movies. They're like <laughs> dipping them in a tank and electrocuting them. and they're like, "Oh, Tango, no, not Tango." Oh, and then they, they or Cash first, you know, and then you know they're I, dipping him in there. Absolutely. And they're like showing God. this this empathy for each other, like, "Oh, no, not you now." Yeah, it's bonding them. But then there's like all the guys cheering, like, "Yeah, get him!" And it was funny.
2: A little context: Tango <laughs> and Cash are set up. For a murder and they're in the prison and then all the the, the villain jack palance this businessman has paid off everyone
0: didn't i cover that in the summary but you are <laughs> you're right
1: you're <I>, right <laughs> I, I, I retract my statement okay i believe you only refer to the bad guy as he or him <laughs> <laughs> That's true.
0: well i'm just waking up so i'm truly blown away if i had to watch one or the other again if you had to watch one or the other, what would you watch? Ooh. By yourself. By myself? Tango and Cash. Really?
2: Yeah. I have no desire to ever watch The Last Boy Scout again, even with a group. I would watch Tango and Cash again. Wow. I'm like, by yourself? I'm just by right. myself, even. Wow. I am blown away. I'd
0: watch them both you... by myself if I had nothing else to do. But Interesting. I would choose that doesn't the Last Boy Oh, Scout. okay.
2: That's the one you would definitely <laughs> yeah. watch. <Okay>. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. So to be clear, no one here disliked either, but I liked this one more. And Yeah, yeah, I think I think we must that. ever
1: and the other uh, three yeah, of us who have seen it both. It does feel like
2: it more. does feel like you're all are turned
1: this at me <laughs> this and turn. all like crowded on one side of the table. You are you're it's the on one the talking, so we're looking at you. But okay.
2: It's it is the cheesiest movie I think I've seen as part of these this These one? Movies. Yeah. I'm no mm, kidding. Wow. More than Highlander. More than Masters of the Universe. Master of the Universe. Oh, like Masters of the Universe. As far as like the actual dialogue, it was super cheesy in this. More than Masters of the Universe. <laughs> well, that one you kind of you kind of expected it. This one was a buddy cop, but oh. it was extremely cheesy. See, I went in it's feeling cheesy. like this is going to be like cheesy '80s, like more of what we came to expect with like not quite commando level but definitely like this is gonna be pretty outrageous in corner yeah, this is worse than all the John's still just scouring <laughs> he's <heavy laughs> <in the voice. laughs> just over
0: there in the corner <laughs> just <laughs> trying to stay just away. scowling oh okay yeah
2: those that, that was our first impression I guess our yeah, over that was our overall, overall impression our overall okay. impression
0: I mean normally we don't rate till the end but I'm gonna give it a two. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler. That's it? Oh, man. Wow. Yeah, Spoiler. jumped right to it. That is incredible. <laughs>
2: Did anyone have any lines that really stuck out to them? Or was their favorite line in the movie? Mine's probably the same as John's, actually.
0: <clears throat> Mine's not a line. Okay. But right. after they're beating them up, they like the red-headed ponytail British guy. You're talking about the prison guards? Right. Okay. In the laundry room. And there's like steam coming from like one of the washing machines and stuff, and they're just the the villains are just like disappearing as the as the prison guards into, come in. Yeah, they're just like they like just walk backwards slowly and yeah. disappear. Yeah, I mean it was almost a line like a picture spe- says a thousand words, right? <laughs> That's true, yeah. Joan. In some it's ways, right.
2: that was the most line of all the lines <laughs> that we could possibly share. Yeah, I had one part I really liked. I don't yeah. quite. I was trying to look up the actual line online. Oh, stupid. <laughs> no. I was trying to look it up, but I'll just probably find the dialogue and throw it in. But it's when Sylvester Stallone at the beginning, he stops that big tanker and like the sheriff of the town like just starts berating him.
0: Did you check the first panel? It's full of gas, sir. We checked the whole truck, asshole. There's nothing in it. And you're out of your neighborhood, big city
2: boy. I want your badge. I want your weapon. I want your ass. Who in the f- you think you are? Another good line, guys. <laughs>
1: Yeah. From the look of your diet, it's obvious you're not too interested in counting calories. Could it be that you're just too busy
0: counting the money they paid you to set us up? So
2: <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't like that line, John? G- G- it was
1: G- good. G- you, G- just G- G- good. G-
2: you just looked really dejected. I, it was I don't think I
1: laughed good. at any of there the movies. Yeah, the, like the
0: delivery was The delivery was very poor. Like the timing didn't hit, <laughs> the chemistry wasn't right. Just the chemistry between Sylvester Stallone and Kurt Russell was so poor. That, to me, it wasn't comedic. This is blowing
2: my mind. What? That's it, huh? I was I was too busy collecting our next segment, which is half-assed internet research. Okay. The movie performed pretty well, I guess. It made... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it did. It did. I will say with certainty. Did it double its budget? It made quite a bit more. It, oh. it earned $63 million in the U.S., so it probably made, it made wow. probably more internationally. $55 million
1: more than its production budget. Well, there's cheap. some huge explosions in this, cheap. and monster trucks and big, big stars. Yeah,
0: I, I did like the final explosion that they showed the same clip three times. Oh like wait, the same exact like sequence of the explosion of the big building.
2: <laughs> I misspoke. Its production budget was 55 million. Yeah, oh. and then it made 63. Okay, in so, the US, so it, so it made, made a little bit, bit more internationally, probably. I but say. I feel like You're I have weird. to defend the movie now. I'm, it's like <laughs> I feel like you do. <laughs> It's like your movie. I've been. I didn't. I, I didn't realize I'd be put in this place. I'd rather I, watch the room. What? Well, yeah. I, me too. Okay. <laughs> Patrick Swayze was originally cast as Cash, but he dropped out to star in Roadhouse. Mm. Oh, it's better. So he made the no right one's choice. saying that. No one's saying it's not. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm being painted as like the patron saint of like I have to like you know what I mean like I'm I go just, around I'm door to saying, door like defending this movie. He made the right choice.
1: He did. To do yeah. Roadhouse.
2: Absolutely. Some weird tension here. although
1: although let's think about this okay. okay so let's say Patrick Swayze signed on to this movie and Kurt Russell did Roadhouse do you think Roadhouse would have been better or worse no worse? I think Patrick Swayze works a lot better in
2: Roadhouse yes okay also I was even thinking about this when I was watching this movie Patrick Swayze's personality is very different than Kurt Russell's it is yeah and it would have been a weird fit in this movie
1: Patrick Swayze doesn't do comedy yeah at he's all. more like the straight man yeah like it, he would almost work better in Sly's role yeah, I know. I he totally, he totally would have. They had the same haircut, though.
0: I I always get the two mixed up. Honestly, I can't <laughs> tell the difference. You actually did tonight. <laughs> yeah, I did. I did mix them up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's true. But I'm, I, I, can, you know what I mean. But yeah. like, if I'm just like, oh, who was that one? That if they're in one? a
2: lineup together, yeah, you could. But
0: if I'm like thinking of a movie, it's like I don't know which one was in which.
2: All right, a total. This there's huge production problems behind the scenes with this movie. A total of four different people directed the film. Oh, okay. Wow. The first That's director... felt. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> okay, all right. You, you know I feel you, like I'm taking it personally <laughs> we attack this movie now. You
1: know what you've done? By taking your stand, you've dug us more into our positions and we've actually... We actually on the movie more now. Than we I more know, than and now. I have to feel like I'm like
0: overly like, this is a great movie, <laughs> We've never it disagreed more. I just bought the Blu-ray. I ordered it on Amazon. I actually, I
1: liked the movie, but now that like, you're like, defending it so much, I feel like I have to take a stance where I'm... Against yeah, it, it doesn't
0: surprise me a lot me. more. Look, it doesn't surprise me. Production
2: any. problems don't mean anything. Mad Max
1: Fury Road had terrible
2: production problems. I, I felt like i was watching literally. a completely different oh, movie yeah. when they,
0: when a guy shows up with goggles and stuff, and I'm a mad scientist yeah, can, and I'm, I'm <laughs> going to create this amazing thing for you. Well, I
1: have an answer for why. I that can is. almost tell exactly like what different directors were directing. <laughs> There's like hard cuts in the movie. Okay, explain. Although when it they're is.
0: in the prison with the guy with the slinky, you know, <laughs> I I don't know. Maybe I like the That's kind of similar. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah,
2: go for it. Like, yeah. The first director, his name is Andrey Konchalovsky. Okay. Mm, yeah.
0: I'll
2: just refer to him as the first director from here on out. The first director was fired after about three months of filming by John Peters, who was the producer. More on him in a little bit. Okay. <laughs> the film also went over budget under his watch. Over $20 million over budget. What? That's actually what clued me in when I was thinking like, this wouldn't have cost $11 million, because it went over by twenty. Oh yeah. So doing that quick math in the old noggin here <laughs> that makes sense. All right, it was it was also quite over schedule. So, the second director who stepped in was executive producer Peter McDonald, who at the time was the second unit director. He took over directing duties, okay? And then Albert Magnoli was hired as the new director to finish the movie and do some reshoots. So that's that's number 3. And then technically the fourth director was Sylvester Stallone would kind of also step in and direct the movies, what? direct the movie and like, co- like write some of the scenes, different things too. Like his scenes. Yeah. Cause I mean, he is notoriously like he fires a lot of people on his movies. He's very protective of his movies for like the eighties and nineties. And he'd always have like the same, like his own directors of photography and like his people that he'd work with that he'd like fire other people and bring them in. So he was not a producer. He was mm-hmm. just an actor in it. He was and a he producer. Was, oh, he was. But at this point, like. Sylvester Stallone is a pretty prolific, like, also screenwriter and director. He's rocky. Yeah, he yeah. yeah. made his own because no one would cast him. So yeah, yeah. Movie. Yeah. They wanted. They wanted to get the script from him, but use a more bankable star, and he was yeah. like, "No, I'm yeah." The whole the mm. Rocky story, yeah. Hmm. I wanted to tell you a little bit about the producer, John Peters. You guys ever heard that name before? No. So he was. Have you heard Have you heard that name? Uh, yeah, I recognize the name. He he was one that clashed with the first director, and the first director wanted to make it much more serious, like a serious cop drama, and Peters was the one that wanted to make it much more campier. So I feel like he was probably responsible for the very campy elements.
0: Mm.
2: I know who he is because he was this notorious producer who kept trying to make a Superman movie throughout the 90s. And you should just look this up. Kevin Smith, who in the 90s was hired to write one of the Superman movies, he's gone he has like a whole like stand-up set about how crazy John Peters is. So he was like this really uh, eccentric like hairdresser who'd be like turned producer in the 80s. He bought the rights to the Superman franchise in the 90s. Kevin Smith talked about how uh, Peters when he was trying to write the script for Superman Peters expressed disdain for for most of Superman's most iconic characteristics. He demanded that Superman would never fly, nor appear in his trademark costume. He also wanted Sean Penn to be Superman, because he had seen his performance as a death row inmate in Dead Man Walking. He said that Penn had the eyes of a caged animal. That's who he wanted to be, Superman. (laughs) Peters then demanded that the third act of the Superman movie include a fight between Superman and a giant spider. Smith met with Peters after completing the script, And Peter instructed him to include a robot sidekick for Brainiac, one of the villains, a fight scene between Brainiac and two polar bears, and to make a marketable space dog pet similar to Chewbacca for Lex Luthor, saying, Chewie's cuddly, man. You can make a toy out of him, so you've got to give him me a dog. Anyway, they ended up abandoning the film. There's like a whole documentary about this like shitty Superman movie that was never made. Wait, so he was a hairdresser turned... Producer? Correct. And how did he make the money to buy the rights he was to Superman? A very famous uh, hairdresser. Oh. Like he made a lot of money. I'm oh. sure probably not I, I don't know where he got his money from. <laughs> but like the Superman movies were kind of in kind of falling apart by the late eighties. And he bought the rights to them. Hmm. Um he also he produced like basically every Superman movie ever since then and when they were making Man of Steel, Christopher Nolan was the producer on that movie and he had John Peters banned from the set. So he still owns them? He, his name has to be like legally, he's legally obligated to have a producer credit on all Superman like created films. Wow, He sounds insane. And Kevin Smith <laughs> talks about how he was obsessed with having this giant spider and how he's like, he would always be like, you have to have this giant spider and everything. We like every like version of the script that he would turn in. And then he saw like Kevin Smith talks about how he went to see the wild, wild west in 1999 and how he saw oh, John yeah. Peter's name at the beginning. He's like, Oh, John Peter's is producer on this. And how the most of that movie featured a giant steampunk robot spider. That was such a weird movie. Yeah. That was such a weird movie. (laughs)
0: Spider. What movie? (laughs) Uh, John took a nap during that, but I hope you guys all thought that was... Remember the Wild Wild West when we were kids? I never saw it.
2: Huge steampunk spider. It was terrible. with Will Smith. All right, one more piece of half-assed internet research. In September of last year, Stallone revealed that he had a story written for a potential sequel. The filmmaker stated he is trying to convince Kurt Russell to sign on to the project, and he anticipates the movie will be made. Would you want to see a sequel to this made 30 years later? Mm, uh, yes. I was thinking, what would it look It'll like be better. if they made it? It would be better by night now. Like now. Yeah. 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 I was actually so Sylvester Stallone's Sloan. going to be in it, too. He, okay. Sylvester Stallone wants he and Kurt Russell to be back in a Tango haven't and seen sequel. I not Kurt Russell in a Why movie no? in a long time. All things in considered, they, they didn't...
0: Oh yeah, there was very little martial arts from them in this in the first place. So like uh-huh. if it's just them old guys running around with guns. It, it might be about the same. You're on board. I mean, they did do like the jump onto the power line. That but... would have to be one that we would actually watch as part of this. Yeah, we have absolutely. to. Yeah, even yeah. though it's
2: modern. Yeah, yeah I can I'll... commit to well, that. We if they end up making a Rambo. sequel, I'll I'll so, watch it with you guys. We'll,
1: mm-hmm. go, we'll go to the theaters. Watch see the yeah. theaters. All yeah. Right. yeah. We'll live podcast live in, the, in the theater <laughs> afterwards. <laughs> yeah. We'll Probably film it too. The popcorn. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So when the main villain has like his henchmen below him, right? And he's trying to explain to them how he's going to, instead of just killing Tango and Cash outright, how he's going to discredit them and how what his plan is. <laughs> oh, yeah. And by doing this, he says Tango and he pulls a rat out of a box or a mouse out of a box. And he says Cash and he pulls another mouse out of a box. And then he puts them inside a maze, but the maze is built inside of, like, a bar... Counter. Like, like a bar counter, exactly. Yeah. That he had specifically made for that purpose.
2: Well, and, like, it was even, like, a different <laughs> set of, like, his his big, like, studio apartment, basically. It was, like, a couple steps up. It was, like, its own... Yeah, like, a little bar. had, like, a whole mirror and like everything behind yeah. it. Concrete you know, the on table. the sides yeah. of the walls. Glass
0: covering, yeah.
2: It was, like, a portion of his room was just dedicated for this... Elaborate
0: Rat presentation, Ex- yeah. <laughs> explanation of how he's going to
2: he's going to catch Tango and Cash and. Well, he man, he really liked those mice. He did. He kept pulling them out and like kissing <laughs> them and getting... sniffing them. Yeah. At the, first they I were rats. They,
0: they were not mice. Oh, sorry. I, I thought he was doing another part. I liked. Okay. Right at the beginning, when Cash is rolling in on his Corvette, and it was a nice convertible. Absolutely. All the neighborhood kids are running around. Cash, Cash, how you doing? Like as he's pulling in, and they're like following him. His garage. Oh, he's a he's neighborhood, neighborhood so, hero. Oh yeah, he's the coolest guy ever, I guess. That was a good part. And then he goes
1: into his apartment, and he's looking at himself in the mirror, oh, and my, then a bad guy himself? breaks through the mirror and shoots him. Oh, yeah. that part was
2: fantastic. <laughs> that was good. Yeah. Are you guys kind of coming back on board? <laughs> <laughs> a hand comes from the mirror, and with a gun, and he starts shooting at him. And there's mirror a big on shootout. The yeah. And so, then they jump out of the apartment. There's a big chase through town. I, I his gun has like a scope on it. A Laser, laser, laser. laser pointer. The 1980s laser. Yeah. Could you explain what that is, John? You're a resident gun expert.
0: You know what? We don't use that like antiquated technology anymore. So why not? Like when he shined it, it didn't even look like a real laser on his hand. It looked like like a red light, like mm-hmm. a little red flashlight just pointing. It had this huge old dot. How accurate are those? Uh, I mean, if you sighted a laser in, it's fine. I mean, people use lasers on guns.
2: So, like, at the end of the movie when one of the thugs has Terry Hatcher in a headlock and he has the laser pointed at his forehead, if you would have pulled the trigger, would he have hit exactly where that laser was?
0: Uh, probably, yeah, if it's sighted in. and, and it's, It
2: has to be sighted in at a certain yeah. distance, though, right? Where, yeah, I mean, but, it? I
0: mean, when you're... If, when you're with a close. rifle... With a rifle like twenty feet away, yeah, he's gonna hit him hundred percent. It was like a handgun, wasn't it? it wasn't no, a rifle. it was like a no. rifle. Oh, no, wasn't so no, no. He st- kept on getting and it guns fake.
2: with lasers on them for some reason. It was like <laughs> every gun he had he also had <laughs> retrofitted with a laser. The one yeah. with the pistol was the so, same size
0: <laughs> as the pistol. Yeah. yeah. It's, and like, then, it's, it's like a double decker pistol. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's so terrible. Like it will not help you in any way. So I now that we talk about it, I I liked like
1: the last quarter and the first quarter of the movie a lot more than the rest of the, the middle. Okay. Movie. Did you like how
2: kind of the detour of them going to the prison? Uh, There were some
1: outrageous parts that I laughed at. What was the most implausible part of the movie? The prison was the most (laughs) implausible part of the movie. Just the fact that when they walk in and they have them walking to their cells, like (laughs) the prisoners are like throwing balls of fire down on on them. It's like
2: just stuffs on fire. None of the guards are like stop trying to stop them. No. Well, and like they so they intend to like send them for eighteen months to like a maximum. Like, security... Or minimum security prison, right? Yeah. They end up sending them to, like, maximum security. But, like, the police chief back in, like, police headquarters are like, we lost them. I don't know how we lost them. We need to find where they are. <laughs> how did you lose them? It was, like, two hours later.
1: Well, and then they get kidnapped in the middle of the night. Yeah. And get taken down to the laundry room. Mm-hmm. Or I guess they, they go... They escape and go down the laundry... Sh- no, they get shoved down the laundry chute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they fall in the laundry room... And they just get surrounded by all of these people with weapons. They, they all the prisoners explain, have weapons.
2: They did explain that like a lot of the guards were paid off in that whole place. Yeah, they well, would they, have had to be the entire. Yeah, yeah. and they they were because that was my question: is how does nobody recognize or notice that all these guys are missing from their cells one the well, the night? And Jack Palance, the villain, shows up. At the prison. We talked about this, but... Well, here's the thing that is... He just sneaks in and sneaks out. He sneaks out. No, that's the biggest thing. He sneaks out, and nobody <laughs> just, checks the room. Just this big, like, mist of... He just kind of, like,
0: slinks back into it. Like, it's they're like, not going to find
2: him just hiding in a corner? Like, you <laughs> guess,
0: he knows his way out of there, I guess. <laughs> All right. Implausibility. Here we go. Where do I begin? All
2: right. <laughs> He's, you've sat there silently for 30 seconds. I've got another one. Oh, go for
0: okay, it. Okay. Go, go ahead. <laughs> Can I go? Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> when they leave the prison, Tango and Cash split up. Uh-huh. And Tango tells Cash to go to a certain club and ask for Catherine. And Catherine will know where he is so that he can direct Cash <laughs> back to Tango and then get hooked back up and they can <laughs> figure it out, right? So <laughs> so Tango goes to the ca- this club and finds Catherine. She's like a dancer, stripper, musician person. Oh, yeah, she's playing the drums. <laughs> what? Well, She's also, like, taking off her clothes. and We'll yeah. call her
0: Go-Go. Yeah. She's multi-talented. Okay. Talented. Anyways,
1: the police show up. They're looking for Cash. Cash kind of goes into the back, finds Catherine. Catherine takes him back into the, the changing room. And they're like, well, where do they got the place surrounded? How am I going to get out? Right? So they put... Oh, yeah. They put Catherine <laughs> in a biker costume so mm-hmm. that they'll think that she is Cash. And then they dress up Cash like a woman. And Cash walks directly oh next to all the police God. that he knows. He's been working with for years. Exactly. And he has, like, chest hair and, like, a 5 o'clock shadow. Well, and it's just clearly Kurt Russell's face. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Some lipstick. And nobody recognizes him. In fact, they hit on him. Yeah. His yeah. leg—his
0: legs looked pretty good. Yeah. I, I would say... I honestly think that they put, like, a clip of a woman yeah. in that part. Well, because <laughs> the camera like, pans then, up, yeah, and it's, I was it's like, I was like this is pretty believable. Could,
2: yeah. <laughs> Well, doesn't it help that his hair basically looked nice and feathered. And, uh, yeah. Well, and then he like turns around. And he like really like mugs for him. Like it's not. He, if, w- it'd be one thing if he just walked past and tried to like not catch their attention, but he looks right at him and flips him off. No, he like okay. tried to pass it off with the sunglasses, and then he tilts down the sunglasses yeah. and kind of it's like a tutu. Like a kissy face. Yeah. Pushes yeah. it up with the middle finger. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. All right, John. All right, John. All right, this is what bugged me the most. Here we go. There's lots, but um that van so the van that is rigged rigged out like he's giving him stats about how fast it is it's almost impossible to go to run like a 10 second quarter in that to to be able to pull like the numbers of speed he's talking like 5 seconds 0 to 60 and a 10 second quarter mile uh-huh i mean the amount of power that thing would have to have i'd guess like 1500 horse at least so the problems with with it there's a 20 mm minigun which is totally not realistic because it's just off to the side and it, and it I guess it swiveled when they're like running through but it was cool John Yeah <laughs> it was cool A real 20 mm minigun mm-hmm. is so powerful like that's what they use to like saw tanks in half but it was in the most horrible position Where would you have placed it? Right on top of the roof. Oh, not on the side. Or on the the nose like an A-10 Warthog. That's what it has. Absolutely. (laughs) I've seen the footage. Yeah. (laughs) And it was ugly. It was hideous. We all started laughing when we saw it, honestly.
1: It's badass. I don't know what you guys are talking (laughs) about. (laughs) And now a
2: break to hear a word from our sponsor. This episode of Manly Movie Monday is sponsored by Critter Mazes. Critter Mazes has been bringing retail-ready modular small animal mazes to the small animal market for years. Just like Jack Palance in Tango and Cash, you too can build your own award-winning modular rat maze to display in your multi-level downtown executive suite for multiple purposes. Each amazing kit contains 12 bases, 32 walls, and 32 columns, all for an amazingly light 8x8x8 box weighing under 4 pounds. It is completely modular and modifiable. Build a different maze every time. This is the same made-in-the-USA maze that won Best New Small Animal Product by SuperZoo in 2013. Visit CritterMazes.com to use promo code Monday, all one word, for 30% off all Critter Maze products. Offer code expires February 15th, 2020. That's Manly Movie Monday at CritterMazes.com. Critter Mazes. Maximum creativity for endless possibilities. And now, back to Manly Movie Monday. John, can I point out that when Jack Palance first pulled out the first mouse or rat, you audibly were like, ugh.
0: Disgusting. I hate them.
2: Did you have experience when you were young? Nope. A negative one?
0: I don't, not that I remember. I used to have to kill the mice. If there was like mice in our house when (laughs) I was a little kid in Chicago, I'd have to scoop up the dead ones if they ate the poison. And go throw them out. Is this where he worked? Like, where was this? My house. When I was like eight or nine years old. Oh, because I was the only man in the house. Oh, yeah, some people have to grow job. up early. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, another question: At what point in the movie would you have failed? I would not have stopped in front of a gas truck and yeah. tried to shoot the driver out of it. Because I would be afraid of getting killed.
0: I wouldn't have shot the gas tank with my gun when you weren't hundred percent sure. It Even if biased. I knew there was cocaine in it, I don't think the report would look good. Absolutely. This might be yeah. uncharacteristic of me, but I believe I would fail in every sense. I would have definitely been hit by that
2: truck if I was Sylvester Stallone. I would have been murdered in my apartment if I was <laughs> <would> Cash. <laughs> murdered yeah. in my
1: apartment. So, I was thinking. so pretty early on, I would have died. I don't think I like. I wouldn't have put myself in a position to be hit by the truck though. That's true. So I think I would have made it a little bit further s Tendler than Cash. I
2: would have let the helicopter take care of it. They clearly yeah, were absolutely the,
1: yeah. I wouldn't
2: have put myself in a situation where I was hailed as one of the top cops in the city. I would let the helicopter or the other policemen take care of it. I would have just been a good cop and 30 years collected my pension and just lived a nice life.
0: <laughs> yes, in fact, that would be a good sequel. I'd watch cool. that. One.
2: You that's what you want the Tango and Cash sequel that's to be. That's what I want to be. The next segment, the John Matrix Award for best name in the movie. I have a couple I have a couple okay. names. Obviously, Raymond Tango. <laughs> Ray
1: Tango.
2: Gabriel Cash. Ray-tango. Yves Perret, Perret, probably. That's the bad guy. That's Jack Palance's character. Floyd Skinner. I don't know who that was, but that was someone's name in the movie. And then I found out that uh, the guy with the really big face, Mm. his character's name was Face.
0: (laughs) (laughs) He wins. Wow, yeah. I
1: was going to say say Tango, but yeah, Face, definitely. Face. Just Face.
0: Props to him for not face. taking offense. <laughs> oh, I know. You know? It's a paid I role, know. you know? Yeah, yeah it's guy. funny because,
1: you know, that he put that on his resume, like, face. face. <laughs> All right, let's rank the villain. Of how hard they would be to beat.
2: Out of How four. dangerous they are. Or how how well he was an actor. Let's go three. Interesting. So I'm giving him a three for the same reasons I gave a three last week. He's Perfect. A three. Rich guy, a lot of henchmen you can buy off the town. Well based <laughs> that's on <the> your same <laughs> argument that's... and now you're pretty much no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> this guy a three. Based on your logic from last week, everyone you're ever giving is a three. So this is the high <laughs> this is the highest <laughs> he
1: thinks this is the most dangerous villain you could get. Yeah. No Because no one can no. achieve a four, that's perfection
2: to you. Even the aliens from Independence Day will always get no, three. We already talked about this in depth. Yeah. They're terrible. We beat them. Every villain is mostly beaten in all the movies we watch. Yeah, so no, for that alone, nothing can ever be a four. This guy is a realistic threat. Okay. Yeah. No. Can I just have a little nitpick? This happens in movies a lot. They just want to kill those two guys, right? They had so many opportunities. So many opportunities. When they're when they're picked up from their beds from the prison beds, just knife them. <laughs> just knife 50 them fifty times. Yeah. yeah. That's it. <laughs> now you're in done. The bed. The movie's done. No, but oh, they, oh, yeah. they
1: want they want to like make them pay. So like slow death. Well, or, that's stupid. They're already okay. on the movies. I'm know? not saying it's not stupid. I'm just saying that that's that's their logic. That's just that happens in a lot of movies where it's yep. like you have a perfect opportunity there to kill them, but then the movie would be over, so yep. you don't. Sorry.
0: Maybe you, maybe you don't want to kill them though.
2: You you live for the yeah. obstacle. Yeah. If they were gone, your life would be boring. Cause
0: he was having a good time. <laughs> he really was. He was having a good time at the oh, end man. with the monster trucks. He's like, oh yeah, get him! Oh he, yeah, he was just sitting yeah. there with his with his rats, yeah. kissing his rats,
2: just having a grand old time watching the TV. It, it's all about the maze. It's all yeah. about the maze. It
0: was fun for him. He was he enjoying it a little bit too much.
2: I think this is a man that already had everything. It looked like he it. already it owned it. the city. Yeah. You know what? What next would give him his thrills? Yeah. All right, let's rank the movie. Hardy already gave
0: it a two. Yeah, <laughs> we know that. Well, we know John. It's it's good. Definitely good.
2: I'm
1: giving it a three.
2: Come back, to, come back. Come, come back to you. Come I'm going to give it a three because of what we're watching. I felt like it matched very well. With it, what fit, we yeah. it fit entirely. F- my gut was
1: to give it a three. Yeah.
2: three. We're not judging it based on what we actually thought of the movie, but within yeah. the context of Manly Movie Night. Go on, John. Yeah. Speak, John. I wasn't going to say off. anything. John's continuing a trend in all of our podcasts <laughs> from 2020 where he's very ornery. Where can people <laughs> find us if they want to reach the
0: podcast? They can find us at ManlyMovieMonday at gmail dot com. That's right. We also have a Twitter page, manly <laughs> manly movie mun. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. Do we have any listener mail? I don't not, think we do. Not okay. unless no. Not unless it's, in the past two hours. It's,
2: huh? it's mostly people who comment on our SoundCloud stuff. Like, man, this this thing's lit. Like, come check out my page for more followers. Like
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Thanks for calling us lit, and uh, you can find us on. The Apple Podcast app on Stitcher and on Spotify. Oh, Rate us, leave us a rating, leave us a review, and we'll read it on air. I five promise. star,
1: one star, whatever it is.
2: I don't Cheers, care, good or us. bad. I swear, whatever you write, I will read it on air.
0: We're just going to keep going. We're, we're having such a good time doing
2: this. So. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what movie we're watching next time, but we'll announce it on Twitter. Or maybe we won't. You guys, know we, no one's listening to this. No one really cares. If you want us to, tweet at us. Yeah. Or leave us if a ring. If you're rating.
1: curious what movie we'll watch next, tweet at us or email us. Or if you have suggestions. If you have a suggestion, we will watch that movie. We honestly will. <laughs> I don't care
0: what the movie is. It's well, Well, any no? movie? No. Any movie. 19, it to be it has to be within movie. between 1980 and 2000. I'm so, so desperate for people to interact with us. Will,
2: any movie. Any you know, movie. Screw with us that we know. I don't care. All right. Who do we know that listens to this? It's <laughs> true. Like Gil or Matt,
0: Wankier. Hey, Alex. <laughs>
1: <laughs> What's up, dude?
0: Well, that's a wrap, guys. Thanks for joining. And we'll see you next time. Thanks, Alex. Thanks, Alex. And as always, uh, blast off. Till next time. <laughs> Did you even put that in the last one? Oh, gosh. I can't remember. I can't remember. I just sound like a complete idiot. <laughs>